Welcome back to Expressions of Destiny podcast. This is Jennifer. Today is Faith-Filled Friday. You guys, we are going to go deep today. Um, I just had this thought this week. If you don't know, now you know. I love talking about plants and growth and my garden. And those things just make me happy. And so today I was thinking a lot about um, the trees and how the trees relate to us and how the word of God speaks so much about the trees. And so stick with me here. We're going to go a little deep. I'm going to explain some things, but this message is so powerful. You do not want to miss any of it. You may even want to go back and re-listen to it, but this is going to be good. And so let's start off with our scripture um, for the day. It is Matthew chapter 12, verse 34 Um, the second part through 37. And it says, For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. And the evil man brings things out of the evil stored up in him. But I tell you that men will have to give account on the day of judgment for every careless word that they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. And so this verse right here um, just means so much, especially in in just a reminder that daily that the things that we speak, the words that we allow to come out of our mouth can either do good or it can do harm. And so first and foremost, we have to stop and think about what we are about to release from this tongue because the tongue is a very powerful thing. I mean, it can build someone up or it can tear them down. And we have seen this in so many people's lives, maybe even in our own life, being told things, you know, that um, <clears throat> either built us up and, and, and made us believe in ourselves, and, and gave us that determination and that faith and knowing that, you know, we were going to accomplish great things in life. Or maybe you had words spoken to you that tore you down and made you feel like you were nothing. You were not worth it. Um, you know, life wasn't worth living, which is just such a lie. And so we recognize how these words can really um, press us in one direction or the other. And so um, I want to share with you just how all of this relates to uh, the scripture that we just read. Um, and then we're going to get into the trees and it's going to be amazing. So like I just mentioned, the words that we speak are very powerful. They also reveal the depths of our heart. You know, I always like to go back and evaluate my own life and think about the moments where, um, the, probably the many moments where I, I spoke before thinking. And I had to go back and think, well, if I had really thought about what I was about to say, would it have corrected what I was about to say? Yes, probably, most likely, because we don't want to hurt anybody with our words. But at the same time, in just blurting it out, whatever was deep-rooted in my heart came out. The words that came out of my mouth were true. They spoke exactly what I was feeling, exactly what I was thinking. But we have the great opportunity to shift if we take a moment to think about what we're going to say and correct that thing. And at the same time, correct our heart. Correct what it is that would have been a negative and change it. And, and speak the positive words instead. Because when we do that, it not only um, builds someone else up, but it shifts something inside of us. 
So I want you to think about that. And as well, um, think about, you know, just moments where have you ever just sat and observed someone else? Like you just sit there and watch them. Uh, you may or may not know them. Um, but a lot of times, you know, we might find ourselves just watching really intently every move that they make. Um, we listen to every word that they say. We may listen to the way that they speak and watch their reactions to unexpected situations. Um, we do this with our children and with their friends. You know, we'll evaluate the people to see if they're safe or if they can be trusted. And oftentimes we may even pass judgment on them. Um, more than often, we may pass judgment on people. And if you think about it in Matthew 12, this is, this is exactly what the Pharisees were doing to Jesus. Um, they followed him. They criticized his every word. They judged his every action. But the response that Jesus, uh, the response that he had with them is what I love about this particular chapter in Matthew. Um, and this was in Matthew 12. He responded like this in verse 7. He said, If you had known what these words mean, and in quotes, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent. You know, Jesus was healing people. He was touching lives. He was giving life back to those who um, were dead. But religion is what attempted to try to halt the plan of God in that moment. So then we find in Matthew 12, verse 34, he's addressing the Pharisees. This is what we just read at the beginning. He addressed the Pharisees um, on their religious minds. And he spoke the truth about the heart of man. You know, and he said, for out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now here's where it gets really interesting is that the scripture that came right before this particular verse, this was Matthew twelve thirty three. He said, make a tree good and its fruit will be good. Or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit. And then he responded with, for out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Um, if you look at the message translation, the message Bible, it refers to the trees as healthy and diseased. So when it talks about good fruit and bad fruit, it's talking about a healthy tree and a, or a diseased tree. Um, so I had to stop and, and really think about this and say, well, Lord, what does that mean? You know, what causes a tree to become diseased? And this is a, a, a question, you know, oftentimes that um, I had to ask when I would be working out in my garden or we would plant a new tree in the backyard and it didn't seem to be growing or we might have seen some type of um, fungus or something growing on, you know, the trunk of that tree and we weren't quite sure what it was. And we would find out later on that it had a disease, you know, it, it had some type of fungus, it had some type of um, mold or whatever was on it, and we had to know how to treat that. So doing studies um, a couple of years ago, I came across this interesting thing. And, you know, 
Some of y'all may know about trees and plants and the root systems, um, but it was all new to me. I, mean, I had never had a garden. I actually would kill everything that was in my possession um, that was any type of living plant. It could have been a rose, a tulip, um, a fern. It could have been an evergreen plant and it would have died in my possession because I just didn't know how to take care of them. And so when I really got interested in, in this and I, and I was able to keep a plant alive, you know, of course we get all excited and we want to jump, jump the gun and start, you know, trying to plant everything. Um, I had to learn about the trees and the root systems and the diseases. And so, um, what was interesting was to find out that a tree had two root systems. It has perennial roots and it has feeder roots. Now the perennial roots, those are the ones that are continually, um, they're, they're, how can I say this? They're continual or they're re recurrent. They last for an indefinitely long time. Um, they're just enduring. And this, if you want to look at it spiritually, this represents our personal relationship with God. We are consistently fed in different ways in our relationship with God. And then you have... Um, then you have the feeder roots, and these serve as the food supply, feeding another. Um, these might represent those relationships that God places in our life for a season, no matter the length or the season, but they are the ones that are placed in our life for that reason, right? Um, the major function of the feeder root is the absorption of water and minerals, so under normal conditions, feeder roots may die and they're replaced on a regular basis. And each season of our life may bring new relationships, right? And what's interesting is a lot of times we don't understand why these relationships end. We don't understand what happens sometimes when we lose touch with people. But then we have to stop and think that was for a season, a purpose, and a reason that those, that, that person or those people were in our life. So you haven't really lost them. It was, there was a per particular time for that relationship. You know, God places us in one another's life to be an encouragement through those particular seasons. And we feed God's word to each other. We build one another's faith back in him. So stay with me here. I, I told you we were going deep today and and I've, I'm just, I'm so excited because this, this always brings life back when I, when I go back and I study the trees. So let's go to Hebrews 10 verse 25. It says, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. And this is that example of the feeder root, you know, us um, being in one another's life to encourage each other. So we know the purpose of the roots. Um, but what is it that causes the root to become diseased? And that was the real question there. There's many ways to injure tree roots and to stress the trees. If you didn't know trees could be stressed out just like us, boy, can they be stressed out. So, and that's why I said we have so much in common. Uh, and that's why, um, a tree, there's so many scriptures in the Bible that reference the tree when it's talking about life. So listen to this. Some of the injuries that a tree can endure are unintentional and cannot be avoided. 
the three biggest killers of trees. Um, we're going to go through each one of them. But they are soil compaction, the removal of soil or changes in the soil depth, and over or under watering and improper improper fertilization. So let me break that down for you. Stay with me. This is going to get so good, y'all. So soil compaction, that is the first killer, major killer of a tree. The soil compaction, it restricts the water and the oxygen uptake by the roots. And so this could be um, maybe like roads, parking lots, uh, even just foot traffic. If you're ever in a park and you see trees and there's those roots and you have people that are constantly walking back and forth on top of them. Um, Construction machinery, poor soil preparation, all of those things could be examples. There's there's probably so many more. But the spiritual meaning of soil compaction is stuffing. I don't know how many of y'all out there are stuffers or even know what it means to be a stuffer. Um, I'm sure that, you know, we've all known a stuffer or we're guilty of being the ones who stuff. I was guilty of being a stuffer for many years. Um, it was one of the things that I really, really had to get out of this bad habit of doing, of stuffing and stuffing and stuffing. I Like, I just never knew how to communicate exactly what I was feeling. Um, I was always afraid of saying the wrong thing. Um, I didn't want to upset other people. I'm kind of like that peacemaker. Just let me just keep the peace. I don't want to upset you, but I don't have to agree with you, but I'm just going to keep moving on. I'm going to keep it to myself. Um, or just feeling like... I just didn't know enough to speak up. That was probably my biggest stuffing um, flaw there, was feeling like I was always outside the circle, outside the box. I was always outside the house, looking in the window at everybody else who had so many things in common. They they talked about all the same things. They um, knew about the same things. They were born in the same time era. Um, and I just felt like the oddball. And so a lot of these emotions and feelings would get stuffed down and I would talk myself out of things. I wouldn't get involved with other people. I would um, just feel like I was inadequate. And so stuffing all of that, I ended up stuffing all the way just deep down and and I compacted it until I literally spiritually suffocated and I began to wither in my own relationship with God. I mean, I just lost all sight because I felt like I was just completely disconnected. If you've been there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm speaking to you now. Because that was one of the hardest times in my life, was to feel so separated from the presence of God and my own relationship with Him. I felt like I was dying and suffocating. And there was nothing or nobody that could pull me out. And I want you to hear this because a lot of times the soil doesn't compact itself. Or I should say them all of the time. The soil doesn't sit there and compact itself. It doesn't press itself down. But it's everything else that's surrounding it that's causing the tree to be restricted from the very thing that it needs. Water and oxygen. Water represents the Holy Spirit. That is inside of us. And the oxygen is our lifeline to God. 
I'm going to repeat that. The water is the representation of the Holy Spirit inside of us. And the oxygen is our lifeline to God. And those things were being restricted from the tree. They were being restricted from me, restricted from you. Those of y'all who know what I'm talking about. There was a lack of that water and that oxygen of the Holy Spirit in our Father. Now that's the first killer, um, one of the first killers of a tree. The second one is the removal of soil or the changes in the soil depth. Um, this also reduces the amount of oxygen and water to the root if more soil is added. So if you're if you're putting too much soil on top, those roots can't receive that oxygen and that water. It takes longer for it to seep in. So that is compacting on top. Now the removal of soil can expose the injured roots, just leaving them completely open. And the change in the soil condition, and it'll reduce the water. So now it's taken away. The first one is not allowing what it needs to get in, but the second one is taking away what is necessary. So what really stood out to me was the fact that by removing the soil, we end up exposing and ultimately we're injuring the roots. This is a picture, and I want you to hear this. This is a clear picture of being misleading or gossiping. So imagine the hurt and the damage that we cause others when we begin to uncover their faults. This is one of the things that would really hurt me and still does to this day. I mean, deep down in my heart, and it's probably one of the things that I end up stuffing too, but when I stand around people that are talking about one another they're talking about others. And I and I just sit there and I have to get up and remove myself from that place or from that conversation because it just digs into me so hard to hear the way we just uncover people. To listen to the way that we just lay all their faults out on the table and we expose them. Knowing very well that we have our own issues, we have our own problems, and we would be angry and upset if somebody exposed us. And so what leads us into this bitterness and this this um, hurt and this frustration enough to do it to someone else? So when we talk about other people, when we mislead other people about the person that we're talking about, when we spread um, lies or inaccuracies of other people, when we come to our own conclusions of those people, when we pass judgment, when we expose them and leave their roots completely exposed, we injure the very opportunity, opportunity that God has given to us. Our words and our judgment are like a disease that has been fed through the roots to the body. But we don't realize, but what we don't realize is that we're not only poisoning a few of the feeder roots, but we've just injected enough to travel through every root straight up into that body. To me, there is no worse feeling, especially when you're young, especially when you're trying to overcome things and achieve great things in your life. 
to think about or to remember the time that someone talked so badly about you or to remember the time that someone uncovered your flaws and your sins or your mistakes or the things that um, maybe took you in the wrong direction and they spread that information knowing very well that you were no longer in that place but yet you sit there in a moment of condemnation feeling like you've been put right back into that position of where you came from years ago all because someone allowed those words to roll off their tongue. I have been there. I have definitely been there. And let me tell you, it hurts to feel like you're put back in that that position. It, 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 it's self-condemning. We sit there and we condemn ourselves over and over and over knowing that that is not who we are. That is not where we where we are anymore. And so to think about the pain that we cause others, to think about, you know, just the unnecessary gossip and the unnecessary words that we just spread, regardless if it's true or not. But the fact that we opened our mouth and we let those things roll off our tongue, that is enough to kill the tree. That is enough to cause that damage and to cause that disease. That is enough to spread something that is so unnecessary that we need to stop for a moment and think about who we are, where we are, the things that we have endured, the things that we've had to come out of, the things that we have had to turn away from, the mistakes that we have made because we are not perfect. We go through life, we go through struggles, we go through challenges. What right do we have to call somebody else out. And so um, that was a very, very personal killer of that tree for me. So let's talk about the third one, the third and final one, and it's the over and the underwatering or the improper fertilization. Overwatering causes the soil um, or the soil pores to fill up with water and restrict oxygen. So once again, we're, re- we're restricting that airflow. Underwatering doesn't provide sufficient water for the proper root development. Um, so then our growth is restricted. Now when you're dealing with over-fertilization, this can injure the roots and stress the trees. And under-fertilization results in a lack of minerals um, that are essential to maintain a healthy tree. So you're either getting too much or you're not getting enough. So the bottom line to this one, a perfect example of a competition. There is a competition between the roots that are taking, that's taking place right here. There begins to be a fight for, you know, what little is left. And so then the tree slowly begins to die. So think about it this way. You know, a lot of times we get so caught up in comparing ourselves to one another um, that we end up entering this massive competition that slowly, slowly but, but surely, trust me, surely, takes our attention off of God and onto each other. So what ends up happening in the end is that we've lost both our relationship with God 
and those that he's placed in our life for a reason, all because of competition. And another thing to note here is that root disease is not always easy to detect, but but we can become more familiar with its symptoms. So some of the things that we notice, and let's talk about a real tree here, is that we may notice a change in the outer appearance. Um, a discoloration in the leaves will occur. I've seen this a lot on my plants. You know, I like to grow a lot of tomatoes and cucumbers. Um, we've done watermelons, um, lots of herbs, pretty much everything. We've tried everything out there, eggplants. And so when you begin to see the leaves slightly change or they get a certain spotted uh, pattern on them, a lot of times that means they're either lacking or they're deficient in something or they have some type of disease or fungus that is growing. Um, We've had white fungus. We've had spider mites. I mean, there's all different kinds that can affect these trees and these plants. And so those are a couple. Um, Another way that you can tell that a tree is is possibly diseased is that you might see things like mushrooms, um, conchs, or the white fungus. We talked about that as well. And these things will begin to grow at the base, right near the the roots, um, and sometimes beneath the bark. You'll even see it coming out of the bark area. So what does all this mean? It's, um, you know, you think about it like, why are we talking about trees? Let's go back to that question. Why are we talking about trees? And it was what I mentioned in the beginning, because God's word, in his word, he always references a tree to the people, always. So think about it this way. If we have a good friend, they're stunning, beautiful, they always take good care of of themselves. And then one day, all of a sudden, They show up, they're not at all in the appearance that we're used to seeing them in, right? That we know that something is off. Uh, We think, okay, maybe they're just having a rough day. Um, Then the following day, it's the same thing. Week after week, this friend slowly begins to just take this nosedive. Just from their, their true character, you're starting to see changes in the way that they act. Um... And we sit there and we wonder what happened. You know, what went wrong? Something had to have happened in that person's life. And the roots of their soul became diseased. That ended up traveling throughout their entire body, causing them to begin to die spiritually. It is always a root problem. It's always something that is so deep. It's always something that was deep-rooted planted and those roots just continue to dig further down and now whatever has entered through the roots in that root system is traveling up to the body of this person and we can see it we can physically see it because they are just not who we've known them to be so what can we do to save a tree what can we do to save that person you know once the tree is infected It's difficult to control root disease. It is very hard. Um, Once it has been damaged, it is hard to repair it, to help it to to heal, to mend. Um, And you got to think about it. The the disease, most likely, it, it entered the tree due to some form of stress or injury. But there's still hope. 
And that is the most important part of this message today. There is still hope. It may not be easy to restore that tree's health, but if the stress is eliminated, then the tree and their vigor, their excitement, their passion can be restored. Um, just a quick story. We had a we have a mango tree outside. Um, it is growing. It's probably entering its first season of producing fruit, but it had a little delay about a year ago. And um, my husband was outside doing the lawn. He was, you know, uh, weed eating around the plants, and we have a little, a little brick section around each tree just to kind of keep it, you know, from the lawnmower and stuff getting into it. And when he was weed eating, the, the blade hit the side of the tree and it created a huge gash. And we just thought to ourselves, no, our tree, our poor mango tree is going to die. We're never even going to get to see it bear fruit. And immediately he went out there with electrical tape and he taped up that, that trunk so tight all the way around um, that area that had been cut and we just hoped for the best and months went by and we're just watching it. We're watering it. We're giving it extra nutrients, um, here and there trying to make sure that it's going to be okay. And within several months time, we began to notice that the tape was peeling and ripping off. And we thought, well, maybe it's, um, losing its, you know, it's a uh, glue, its ability to stick, uh, because of the rain, and just because of the, the weather conditions, this tree was growing. This tree was, the trunk was growing and stretching to where it was snapping that tape off of it. And when the tape was finally off, that trunk was mended. So there is hope. You can save a tree. You can remove the stress. Had we left it open like that, then bugs and disease and fungus and all other kinds of things would have gotten into that trunk and traveled to the base and to the head of that tree. And so when we act on it and we do the things that are going to help repair this thing, then we've done exactly what God's word and our relationship and the Holy Spirit and our worship time and our study time, exactly what all that does for us in the moments where we feel diseased and we feel like we are injured and we're stressed. We know where, where to run to. We know what's going to repair us. We know what's going to give us hope again. So I used a particular word just a moment ago, and I said the tree's vigor may be restored. That word vigor is very important. Vigor is the active or effective force. I told you guys, I love looking at the definitions of words. It is so powerful to know what a word actually means and not just use it because we've heard it and it sounds so great. But is it is the active or effective force. And in this case, that vigor is God. God is our exuberant and resilient strength and vitality. That's part of the definition. When we look at the word vitality... It means the capacity for survival or the continuation of a meaningful or purposeful existence. You got to get that. I'm going to say it one more time. When we look at the word vitality, it means the capacity for survival or the continuation of a meaningful or purposeful existence. You have the capacity to survive. 
you will continue being a meaningful and a purposeful existence. You are on this earth for a reason. You have a purpose and a plan. And because you have the capacity for survival, you will live out the thing that you have been created to do. We were created to survive. He has given us the determination. He has given us the strength. He has given us the power. He has given us the hope to keep pressing forward. We could throw so many other words in there. You call it as you want it. You have been given the capacity to survive. And you are meaningful and full of purpose. How great is it to know that no matter how diseased we were, no matter how broken, no matter how stressed, no matter how injured we were or are or maybe might possibly be in the future, to know that with God we can be fully restored to our original purpose. But you must have adequate watering and fertilization. So this means you have to consistently pray, read and study the word of God. Don't just read it, study it. Know his words, know his word to be true for you. Speak his words over your life. And worship him, give him praise for everything that he has done, even the things you cannot see yet, but the things that you believe and you know he's going to do. Praise him now, because he will do what he said he was going to do. He will do it. I've seen him move too many times in our life to know that in the moments where we should have doubted, could have doubted, would have doubted, because that's what everybody else was doing and everybody else was telling us to do, we did not. We believed and had full faith in what God was going to do, and he did it. He has always done it. So praise him for that victory now, even if you haven't seen it happen yet. It is done. You're just waiting to see the manifestation of it. But it is done. Y'all, I know this is a lot of information today. This podcast episode is going a little bit longer than what we usually do. But it was so important to get this word to you. It, it was so important. It is a daily reminder for myself as well. To know how great of a God we serve. That he can restore us to who and what it is that we are supposed to be. One last thing that I have to share with you. If the root system of a tree is severely damaged, severely damaged, the tree removal may be recommended. So a tree with, um, if it has really weakened roots, it can become a dangerous liability. You know, for instance, you see a big tree that's um, on the side of the road. The root system is so weak. um, It's almost leaning there's people that pass by there all the time, people that walk, you know, past that tree, there's a street, there's um, cars that go by all the time. Um, And especially during like maybe severe uh, windstorms, hurricane, we have a lot of hurricanes here in Florida, you know, um, really good rainstorms that could feel like hurricanes, but they're not. That tree can become a liability. Right, So you don't know if at any point that tree can get knocked over by whatever conditions are going on in that area. And so um, we have to know when it's time to remove the things that do not belong so that it doesn't become a liability to somebody else. So apply that to your life. We have to know when it's time to remove the things that do not belong in our life. Just like we would remove a tree that may become a hazard or a liability to somebody else. 
There may be people or things in our life that have to be removed. There may be instances, there may be reasons, there may be um, things that have happened within that relationship, or maybe it was just a season, and it's time to remove those things so that you can move forward in what it is that God has for you next. And it's just using wisdom in those moments to know what it is that we have to do and asking God for that wisdom. That is a hard thing to do. Um, But I want to read one more thing for you that is going to help in understanding this. And it says, um, in John 15, 1 through 4, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Allow God to cut away the things that do not belong, that only cause more stress in your life. And then let him continue to prune prune the areas that do bear much fruit. When we remain in him, we are like a tree that is planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear, to bear fruit. That is in Jeremiah seventeen eight. So we allow him to remove the things that no longer belong. Allow him to prune and cut away the leaves and the branches that have died so that you can bear more fruit and be fruitful for the purpose of being a blessing to others as well. It's in those hard moments that it ends up being a blessing. Be that strong tree that is planted by the rivers of living water. Because if we remain in him, He will remain in us. So you guys, that is it for me today. I pray that I have encouraged you. This, go back and listen to it again if you have to. In order to receive it, go back and listen to it again. Um, I promise you, it will bless you over and over. This is such a beautiful reminder of how strong we are. How much we can endure. Even when we go through the hard times. Even when we stress. There is always hope for a tree. There is always hope for you. So thank you for listening today. Thank you for joining us again on the Expressions of Destiny podcast. I will see you on Tuesday for our biz, all things business. And I will see you back here next Friday. God bless.